0: Hi guys, my name's Chris, and I'm your host of the podcast, Chris Behind the Mic. I'm 19 years old with a huge passion for working behind the microphone, and that's exactly why I started my show. One of my favorite parts about my show as well is there's guaranteed going to be an episode for everybody. There's not a specific theme. You know, one episode might be mental health, one might be comedy, and one might be all seriousness, which I think is the best part about it. Now, this episode in particular is for all those dog lovers and animal lovers out there. For those of you that know me and my family, we absolutely love dogs. We've got two of our own, and we love all animals as well. So this is all about dog rescue. Joining me is director and co-founder of Mutt's Dog Rescue, Diana.
1: Hi there, I'm Diana, and I am one of the co-founders and a director for Mutt's Dog Rescue. We're based in the GTA. And I have been rescuing since I got my first rescue dog in 2014 Uh, and the rest is history.
0: So that eight years of passion for rescuing dogs has now turned into your business, Mutt's Dog Rescue, which I think is absolutely incredible. You know, I'll always love people who do things like dog rescue because I see different stories of dogs who have been struggling, who have gone through a bunch of things, and it just breaks my heart. So I love when people like you, Diana, step up and decide to make a difference in the dog world. Now, creating any business definitely takes a lot of time and a lot of people to come together to share thoughts and opinions and things like that. So what did that look like for Mutt's Dog Rescue? Obviously, you are the director and co-founder, but I'm sure there was groups behind you that were with you alongside while you were planning everything. So what did the planning process sort of look like?
1: Mutt's came together uh, as a result of four of us who had worked at another rescue, um, wanting to put our own spin on on a rescue we had worked together at a rescue that wound down and so when that ended we we knew we wanted to continue but we wanted to take some time to think about how we wanted to do things a little bit differently than we had done before and actually just to take some time to to relax. Uh, Rescue can be exhausting at times, although it's incredibly rewarding. So it was just kind of a bit of a breather. And you know, we were in a pandemic, so it kind of gave us some time to spend with our family and friends and just thinking about what we wanted to do and how we wanted to structure it. So we launched very kind of nervously in April of 2021. We weren't sure how we were going to get dogs because so many ways of travel were closed.
0: Well, first and foremost, Diana, you guys are doing absolutely incredible this far. We'll get into that a little bit later in the show. But like you said, so many things were affected by COVID-19. We obviously know that. But I don't think many people realize that even things like dog rescue foundations are just as much affected. And there's so many key aspects of running something like a dog rescue, like Mutt's dog rescue... Things like transporting dogs, like you said, that's a main thing that you need because these dogs are getting transported to you and then you're obviously finding homes for them. But when that's put on hold, that puts your whole business and your whole plan and idea completely aside. And on top of all this, you guys opened up in April of 2021. So obviously we were quite into the pandemic at this point. So I'm sure there was a lot of fears and different things like that because everything changed in the span of two years. An opening in the midst of a global pandemic cannot be easy as well. I'm sure you guys experienced a lot of questions and a lot of fears during your opening months.
1: We weren't sure if people were still adopting dogs, if we would get fosters that would welcome dogs into their home. But we were so lucky. I mean, we started small. We're still a very small rescue and in, in the rescue world. Um, and uh, But we've just kind of got a niche. Like, you know, we do draw from a number of areas. We try and take from Ontario shelters. We take from Manitoba, uh, the James Bay area. We do also take dogs occasionally from the US and some from Mexico. We've taken dogs from Barbados as well.
0: And I love that about you guys. I love that your obviously main goal is to stay in the GTA, like you said. But you've gone so much farther, and you've made sure that dogs in the U.S. as well can find homes. Because every dog deserves one.
1: But our primary goal is to try and, you know, choose as many local local or Canadian dogs as we can. Because we do see a real need for it here. And we also just want to take dogs that might get overlooked. And just you know, as we said, shine a spotlight on them. Our moniker, it's it's mutts, but it's moving underdogs to the spotlight. And that's exactly what we want to do.
0: Isn't that just the best? I couldn't agree with you more. There's definitely so many dogs, not only on shelters, but even if you see ads online and stuff like that, that people just scroll by. And like you said, they just overlook them. So I love that you guys are making sure that you find a space to shed some spotlight on these dogs. So you guys are a very special dog foundation for so many reasons. But there's one thing in particular that I want you to open up about that makes you guys the most unique.
1: As with many animal rescues, we are 100% volunteer run. So we rely on the the kindness of people in their time, in their energy, in their gas, carting <laughs> dogs to and from, uh, taking them to the vats, uh, transporting them from intake to homes, uh, to fosters who are volunteers, Uh, to our foster and adoption coordinators, our fundraising committee.
0: I think it's so awesome that you guys are almost completely volunteer-run because it's so cool that you're allowing these volunteers to be around, obviously, dogs, which I'm sure they love, but you're also giving them the opportunity to be a part of a bigger story. These dogs are going to now have homes, and the volunteers are playing a big effort in that. And I'm sure some of the things might seem small, but it's all part of the bigger puzzle, right? Of course, finding these dogs' homes is like the end of the puzzle, but that's just a little piece of their support.
1: I mean, now that the world is opening up, we will be looking for more people to help us at events, to sell merch and things like that. Um, But on an ongoing basis, we are always looking for good foster homes for our dogs. We are always looking for volunteers who can transport our dogs to that to vet appointments to events things like that um so if you're old enough and you have a valid license and a car we want you (laughs) Uh, and if you're responsible of course um but even if you want to just uh join one of our committees if you want to join our fundraising committee we would love that we're always looking for ideas and we're always looking for uh, fundraising events So all you have to do is just uh, fill out a contact form on our website at muttsdogrescue.ca and reach out.
0: Alright, so if you're listening right now and you feel like you are passionate, you have a voice, and you love animals, well Mutt's Dog Rescue is looking for you, and there's obviously a lot of volunteer opportunities. So it's not just specific to driving dogs around, but there's also joining the fundraising committee and things like that. So I'm sure there's something that you can find. And like Diana said, just fill out a contact form, fill out all the details on there through their website, www.mutzdogrescue.ca. And again, if you have questions, I'm sure Diana would love to hear from you through her social media, which I'll leave at the end of the show. So that's, of course, volunteer opportunities. So like Diana said, she's always looking for volunteers, but there's also a step up, foster homes.
1: We're always looking for uh, fosters. Uh, That is our biggest one of our biggest challenges is foster homes because you know what—it's not as easy as you might think. You think, well, I just have to take care of a dog, but you know sometimes there are dogs that have more energy than others. Sometimes there are dogs that come in with um, medical issues that we were either aware of or unaware of, um, and that you know need a few extra visits to the vet. So they need to be taken back and forth to our vet in Mississauga. Um, so we really do need people like that that can, that can help and open their homes and provide a good, safe environment.
0: And I think that's the hardest part, I'm sure, with trying to find a proper home for a dog. You know, there's a lot of people that would make great dog owners, don't get me wrong. But like you said, they think, oh, it's just a dog. We're just going to give it food. We're going to play with it. Whatever. But again, there's so much more. There's the vet visits. There's the potential injuries in the future or health issues that you really have to think about before you commit to having a dog. And when looking for a dog, of course, you always got to remember this is years and years of love that you're providing for this dog. So you want to make sure that you're ready for it, your home's ready for it, and all those things along those lines.
1: I currently have a foster dog right now, Remy, who is a wonderful dog. But, you know, he's got no manners. And (laughs) I can't blame him. He lived down the street in Mexico. He doesn't know that he shouldn't jump all over me. So it's part of my role as his foster to teach him that. Uh, in a kind but firm way
0: exactly and training definitely takes patience right you got to make sure you have that proper mindset like you said you want to be firm but you also want to be kind because in your situation remy obviously didn't know that jumping all over you wasn't appropriate because right where he was in mexico he was able to do that so of course every dog has a different story so you want to make sure you take things slow in the training process which again is just one of the many things you want to consider when you're wanting to foster a dog like dan said they're always looking for them but you want to make sure you have that proper mindset like I said and the proper home to have this dog.
1: Anything else I can do for him you know walking things like that of course that's all wrapped up in that just you know care and safety for these animals taking them to the vet. So fostering is our probably our biggest need uh, as far as things go, we do, we always need money. (laughs) I think, I don't think there's a rescue that will turn down money. Um, And so we always do need that because our vet bills are quite high. Like our vets don't work for free. Um, They do give us a discounted rate, but we do a full medical on all of our dogs because when they are adopted out, we need to know that we are fully aware of everything that is going on with the dog's health. We want to make sure that we've run heartworm tests, that we've done blood work, that we've done fecal tests to make sure that we know as much information as we can for the adopter. Nobody likes to be caught by surprise. Um, new adopters don't. Having a dog is quite expensive, and. So we want to make sure that we take uh, as much care as we can before the dog is adopted out to rule out anything or take care of anything, like, you know, even flea and tick prevention, um, deworming, things like that, if it's required.
0: Donations are definitely important. I could imagine that the vet bills are not cheap. For one dog, it's already expensive. So imagine all the dogs that Diana and Mutt's dog rescue are fostering. It wouldn't be cheap. But if you think about it like this, all your donations are going towards ensuring that dogs are going to safe homes in the sense of, as soon as a new owner gets this dog, they'll be cleared, or they'll at least know of potential health issues and things like that, because your donation went towards different things for their health. And many of these foster families are, I'm sure, brand new dog owners, they've never had a dog before, so it's always great that they'll know what they're getting into health-wise, and different things that they got tested at the vet and things like that which again your donation goes toward
1: so money is always appreciated um and then the uh just if you want to donate i mean you can you can reach out to us we have a few drop-off spots you can drop off at one of our directors or one of our volunteers based on where you're located. And I mean, the things that we need are typically things for our foster packs. So leashes, six foot nylon leashes. We don't use retractable leashes. Um, So six foot leashes, bowls, toys are always a big one. I don't know if you've ever seen a dog with a plushie, but they don't last long. (laughs) And we got a huge bag of plushies donated to us not more than a few months ago. And honestly, they are 90% gone because... A a plushie given is a plushie gone. Like it's just, you know, that's what dogs do. It squeaks, so they rip it apart. Um, So we're always in need of things like that.
0: I got to chip in here and say I've got two dogs of my own. And plushies, yes, they go by very quick. Like Diana said, they squeak and they make a sound and the dogs just want right into it. So yes, donations for those I'm sure are very important.
1: Food, you know, donated food. We don't typically take open food. Um... But if you want, if you wanted to donate a bag of food, we're happy to accept that, uh, and and anything else. You know, if you if you have something that you think we might be able to make use of please, you can just email us at muttsdogrescue at gmail.com. And we'll let you know if it's something that we can use. We have actually had people even, uh, you know, reach out to us to donate medication. Um, You know, if they've just gotten a bottle from their vet, we'll talk to our vet about it if it's something that we can use. But if it's if it's not, we won't take it Uh, just to take it. We don't we don't want it to go to waste. Um, We'll try and redirect it if we can't take it. So like I said, just uh, you can apply to be a volunteer on our website. You can apply to uh, donate, or you can donate on our website via e-transfer. And it's all just to rescue at gmail.com.
0: Well, there you go. There's a bunch of ways to show support to Mutt's Dog Rescue and Diana and the team. And like Diana said, if you have something sitting back at your house that you're like, my dogs aren't going to use this, just send them an email at rescue at gmail.com and they would love to accept it or they'll send you in the right way to find a proper home for it. And keep in mind, you can find all the details about Mutt's Dog Rescue, adopting and fostering all through their website, muttsdogrescue.ca. Now, Diana, I'm sure you'll agree with me. I think the best way to spread a good message is through social media. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the things. Just because everyone's addicted to their phones nowadays, I feel like. So where can we find you guys on social media and all the details about your social media handles?
1: You can find us on social media. Um, We are on Instagram, at mutts, M-U-T-T-S, underscore rescue. And our website is Rescue M-U-T-T-S dot C-A.
0: So if you're listening right now and you're looking to bring a furry friend into your home, check out Mutt's Dog Rescue on Instagram. They actually do post all the pictures of dogs that are looking for homes. And if you're a part of the younger crowd that's listening right now, why not get involved chat with your parents and see if you could convince them. And I know Tanya's sitting right now listening, and she's debating on adopting a third one. I just know it. I can picture it right now. She's going to go through the Instagram, and she's going to want a third dog. I just know it. Well, let's all give a huge thank you to Diana, co-founder of Mutt's Dog Rescue, for joining me on today's show. I knew it would be so much fun to learn everything behind the scenes of how a dog rescue works. I mean, I'm a huge dog lover, so anything related to this, I knew I would love. Okay, so if you made it to the very end of the podcast, do me a favor. So go to my recent Facebook or Instagram post, and in the comment section, let me know a little bit about your furry friend if you have one. And with that being said, join me on social media at Chris Behind the Mic on all the platforms: Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. All the updates for the show are found on there, and I just have fun interacting with you guys. Okay, and lastly, before I go, I want to remind you that there's always space for more guests on the show. So if that interests you, you can go to my Instagram bio, my link tree, scroll down to Season 2, and select Be a Guest. Let me know your name, what you're interested in chatting about, and then I'll get back to you. Alright, I'm going to sign off for this episode. I will see you guys on episode number 6. Thank you so much for joining me. See you later.